Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This court will try to muzzle us today. Yes. Yes. Will try to muzzle us. We yes. have freedom to profess yes. and practice our, our Christian faith. Yes. Today on the Indo Daily, Burke family values. What next for Enoch Burke and his siblings? Now at this stage. All hell broke loose. All of the Burks were on their feet, uh, shouting up at the judge. There was a few guards in the courtroom, but very quickly that swelled to around 10. You can only describe it as scuffles, jostling, struggles, chaotic scenes. Amid chaotic and unprecedented courtroom scenes, Gardy forcibly removed members of the Burke family from the forecourts this week. It took about four guards to get Enoch Burke out. Um, he was holding on so tightly to one of the, the benches, you could see the uh, his, his knuckles were white. The bench in front of us wobbled at one point, and we thought it was going to topple over. So what next for Enoch Burke in his challenge against his dismissal as a teacher? And what other family members can we expect to appear in court? I'm Fiannan Sheehan, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Shane Phelan, Legal Affairs Editor of the Irish Independent, to talk us through the Burke family's ever-amassing struggles with the legal system. Shane Phelan, you had a ringside seat for unprecedented scenes in the forecourts this week. Tell us what happened. So, courtroom is packed. There's lots of journalists there, lots of lawyers. There is uh, a group of secondary school students occupying a bench as well. Uh, doing a tour of the courts and at an early enough point in the delivery of this judgment all hell breaks loose in the court Mr Justice Birmingham is delivering his judgment he says something that the uh, members of the Burke family disagree with and uh, Amy Burke stands to her feet and um, it's, it's, it's hard to discern exactly what she was talking about but she did mention a number of times that some perceived breach of her brother's constitutional rights Mr. Justice Birmingham told her to sit down and to behave herself and she wouldn't. So the judges got up and they left and uh, they stayed. They went back to their chambers for five minutes. And uh, when they came back in, Mr. Justice Birmingham said, look, I'm going to attempt to read out the rest of my ruling here. And uh, if there's any further disruption, we're just going to uh, deliver it electronically afterwards. So it would just be sent out by email to the parties and, and published on the, the, the court's website. During all of this, I'm sitting 
in a at a bench just behind. Um, uh, so I'm in the third row. I'm sitting just behind uh, Sean and Martina Burke, uh, the parents of Enoch Burke, and uh, they're uh, uh, one of the younger siblings, Simeon. And just ahead of them, sitting in the barrister's benches, you have Enoch, and he's flanked on one side by Ami Burke, his sister, who is a solicitor, and uh, Isaac Burke, who is, uh, is an academic. The judge starts up again, and very soon there is further disruption. He begins to talk about some of the language that was used by Enoch Burke uh, during the appeal. And the judge says that it, the type of offensive language, as he described it, used by Enoch Burke, caused the judge to wonder whether it was uh, uh, an exercise in engaging in sound bites. Now, at this stage, all hell broke loose. All of the Burks were on their feet, uh, shouting up at the judge. Enoch Burke was saying the judge was a disgrace. His mother, Martina, started accusing the judges of, quote, bowing at the altar of transgenderism. The judges got up and left for a second time. Only this time they didn't come back. There was uh, there was a few guards in the courtroom, but very quickly that swelled to around 10, maybe, maybe slightly more. And the uh, guards quite politely asked the Burks to leave the courtroom and they refused and things quickly escalated. You had, I suppose, you can only describe it as scuffles, jostling, struggles, chaotic scenes. Uh, as the guards sought to remove the Burks from the courtroom, members of the Burke family uh, were, were holding onto benches, tables and each other. They had some very, I suppose, you could say nasty things to say to the guards about what was happening. A lot of shouting and roaring, get your hands off my father, get your hands off my mother, and so on. There was a, there was a bizarre moment where uh, Martina Burke started shouting, get your hands off my father, um, uh, in unison with, with one of the sons. Um, when it was actually a reference to her husband. Um, at first to be ejected was Ami, and she was taken out a back door. Then uh, Simeon was taken out, and I think um, most people who have seen video of him now being kind of held headlong, being brought down the steps of the court, and uh, he was uh, actually uh, subsequently charged with engaging in threatening, insulting, and abusive uh, words and behavior, and appeared in, in the district court over that. Next to be uh, taken out were the parents. So Sean and Martina uh, were dragged out and, and they did put up quite a fight and took, I, I think it took about four guards to get Enoch Burke out. He was holding on so tightly to one of the, the benches. You could see the uh, his, his knuckles were white holding on. Uh, he appeared to cut his hand during it. And the last then to be removed was uh, Isaac Burke. I think there was might have been two guards involved and uh, they literally dragged him out and his, his, his heels were dragged along the ground. And the last thing you saw going out the door were, were, were the bottoms of his, uh, his legs and his feet. Meanwhile, you're, you're sitting there right with this happening right in front of you. Yeah, sitting there trying to take this in. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of strange. Like I, I've been covering legal affairs in the courts for a good number of years now and I've never actually seen anything like this. And, um, and just to be clear, you've, you've covered district courts where people will be in on, on drunk offences. You've, you've covered circuit courts where slightly more complicated, high court, very serious issues, Supreme Court, constitutional issues. You've, you've never seen anything like this Yeah, before. gangland cases, the works. I've never actually kind of seen anything like this, a courtroom being flooded with so many guards and uh, you know the level of 
scuffling basically that went on and uh, the the noise, it, like there was a cacophony of noise um, and shouting and roaring and and and, uh, and so on. Um, and were any of you in the third, fourth, fifth rows? Were any of you caught in it as as such? Um, <laughs> To a certain extent, the the um, the bench in front of us wobbled at one point, and we thought it was going to topple over. And uh, myself and um, my colleague Frank Graney, the uh, the uh, radio journalist, we both had to put our feet up to uh, you know stop the bench or to stabilise the bench. Uh, I don't think it was going to fall over, to be honest with you. But uh, uh, we weren't taking our, we weren't taking any chances. But that was the sort of that was the level of disturbance that was. And going were on. you? Was your jaw just on the floor all the time with what what was going on here? Not really, no, because um, we look we've we've seen disturbances with the Burks before, mm-hmm. and um, so disturbances are nothing new. What was new about this was the scale of it, the length of it, the intervention by the guards, and um, and of course the outcome afterwards, where you have an individual appearing before the courts on a, on a criminal charge as a result of it. Uh, so you're there. You're just trying to take it in. You're doing your your your, your instincts kick in as a reporter. You're you know you're you're observing. You're observing. You know. And of course, in a courtroom, you're there's no video or audio recording allowed. So the only way we can find out about these events is because you were physically there. Exactly. Yeah. So you have a duty, I suppose, to impart to the public well you know, what actually took place here. So you're busy, you know, writing down everything you've seen and and heard and. There was an awful, an awful lot happened in the, those 10 minutes. Um, and to a certain extent, the printed word doesn't really do it justice. If we did have cameras in our courtrooms, I think people would have a, have a, a fuller appreciation of what took place. But it was, by any uh, stretch, it was extraordinary and unprecedented. This court would try to muzzle us today. Yes. Yes. But try to muzzle us. But yes. true Christians will not be muzzled. No. We, we will have be freedom. Yes. We, will we have freedom to profess yes. and practice our, our Christian faith. And the Burke family then all gathered then outside the gates, and and there was a there was statements made there. There was, yeah, and this is something we've seen on on previous occasions where there has been a disturbance and they've been ejected, and uh, you know the, the the fight then continues outside and. They, I suppose they, the, the press are there, and they'll uh, impart whatever message they want to impart. And uh, they had a lot to say about the guards. Um, they had a lot to say about the judges, and none of it was particularly complimentary. So, anybody arrested on this occasion? Yeah. So Simeon Burke was arrested, um, and uh, he later appeared in court. Um, and um, uh, what do we know about him? Who is he? What yeah. age is he, and so on? So I mean, he's he's twenty four, um, um, and uh, so he's a younger brother then of Enoch. He, he's a younger brother of Enoch. He's a barrister, a law student, um, and um, he uh, was, I suppose, he came across as being quite shocked when he later appeared in the district court. He actually said that, uh, uh, you know, he was he was stunned. Uh, by what had happened, the fact that he had been arrested, um, he uh, was asked if he had legal representation, said he could speak for himself, said that the process should be stopped, that uh, he'd been, he claimed he'd been unlawfully arrested, treated shamefully and disgracefully by the Gardaí. Uh, he said he was shocked and, uh, and, and shaken to the core and uh, that he went to the Court of Appeal as every citizen has a right to do 
Um, he claimed that uh, when he was there, horrific statements were made about transgenderism, justifying why transgenderism should be shoved down the throats of the people in this country. The things he's saying there are, you know, similar sentiments that have been expressed by his brother Enoch and uh, his, uh, his sister Ami at, at various stages since this whole, I suppose, uh, saga uh, started. He's now being charged with threatening, abusive and insulting behaviour. Yeah. So is he out or is he currently in jail? Well, he refused to take up bail. Um, so he's been remanded to uh, Cloverhill Court uh, a further date there. Um, so we, we'll presumably learn then whether or not he's he intends to take up his bail. Um, he's, um, I suppose... And just to explain to people, if you don't take up your bail, you're, you're, you remain... You remain in custody. In custody, yeah. Yeah. So um, he... Um, he would have been one of the lesser-known siblings, I suppose. I suppose the, previously the most prominent he would have been would have been at NUI Galway, where he uh, he learned he he ran for election to the student union there. My name is Simeon Burke. This week, the message of our campaign has been simple: we need a union for the many, not the mob. A union that protests against injustice, and most of all, a union where every student is included and respected. But this week our campaign has come up against a wall. A wall of abuse, of violence and of intimidation. He wasn't elected. There was some controversy over uh, um, during the campaign. Somebody photoshopped uh, uh, an image and, and posted it online and it appeared to depict him holding a poster with sexually explicit words. And um, look, as we know, this family have particular views on on uh, on on various issues, and uh, that didn't go down quite well with them there. And uh, you know, various complaints were made, and so on. Um, so there was controversy there uh, in relation to him in the past as well. Tell us about the the other family members. So, Martina Burke. Yeah, Mar- Martina. She's she's a qualified teacher. She she has uh, all of the uh, siblings in the family. There is. Ten of them, and they've all been uh, homeschooled, and uh, with uh, some success, one would have to say. Yeah, from all, an all academic perspective, all very bright, all high ed- academic uh, uh, achievers, um, and uh, we don't know to what extent um, uh, people from outside the family are attending this school. But um, you know, it has been uh, said, uh, you know, around Castle Bar that you know people are go can and do go for grinds there and do get good results as as a result of that. Yeah, this um, is the, the Burke Christian School in Castle Bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then there's another side to Martina Burke that you wouldn't suppose necessarily associate with a teacher. I mean, you have um, for uh, unprecedented and all as the events in court were, there's a, a history of her being ejected from various forums. There was, for example, in uh, April of last year, she repeatedly interrupted a hearing of uh, a WRC hearing. So Amy Burke. So work with the Racist Commission. Yeah. yeah, A a solicitor, she was sacked by Arthur Crox and she was seeking to uh, to challenge this. And the the hearing uh, basically, you know, had to be abandoned and uh, the uh, case was dismissed. And we later learned from the uh, the adjudicator involved that he'd considered calling Gardy to remove Martina Burke uh, because of the disturbance she was causing. And then we know that a few months 
or a few weeks after that uh, workplace relations hearing, there was a uh, coroner's court hearing in uh, in, in, in Castle Bar, and this related to uh, a young lady, uh, Sally Maz, who died after contracting COVID-19. And uh, the Burks had a particular view on on, uh, on what had happened in that case, um, none of which has been substantiated. Two years ago, we went to the Garda station over there. We went on Garda Shiacon after hearing the horrendous story of Sally Maz, a young girl, a young 17-year-old girl, who was taken into Mayo University Hospital and um, who was sent home, uh, admitted and then sent home after a week and uh, sent home in great pain. Uh, and obviously the staff knowing well that she would be brought back again within a few days and where she would die uh, two to three weeks later. And Martina Burke was there with some of her, her children. The coroner was heckled. There were claims from members of the Bork family that the proceedings were a disgrace. Uh, but the, in the end, they were uh, chucked out uh, by the guards and it was the coroner who said that the Burks were the disgrace. There, um, Martina Burke was um, subsequently in October of last year. She was uh, escorted from the Court of Appeal. So this is twice she's been escorted from the Court of Appeal by Gardaí. That was... Uh, uh, in also in uh, Enoch Burke's case, uh, where she accused uh, judges of being corrupt and denying their vow to uphold the constitution. And uh, Enoch Burke was also ejected from the court for a period on that day. Um, so you have this pattern, um, you know, of uh, interrupting and making fairly wild accusations and uh, you know, either causing uh, a hearing to, to end or the guards intervene and uh, they're taken out or the mother is taken out and the hearing continues or, or doesn't continue. Yeah, I suppose the important thing about from the court's perspective, the, the, the rulings were delivered by the Court of Appeal. They were delivered electronically where normally the, the judges would, would take to, to reading out their, their judgment without interruption. That wasn't possible on this occasion. So, so the process still continues, uh, albeit in, in a different form. What about Sean Burke, her husband? What, what do we know about him? Hello, I'm Sean Burke. I live in Castlebar in County Mayo with my wife and family. I worked with ESB for 25 years and I'm now self-employed. I believe that the current definition of marriage as between one man and one woman should be upheld. It is for this reason that I launched mandateformarriage.org to encourage you to vote no in the upcoming marriage referendum. Sean is an electrician and he, the, the family also have a, a pop-up bookshop selling Christian books and um, uh, he's been seen uh, manning that on occasion as well. Um, I suppose you'd wonder how much work he's able to do at the moment because he's ferrying his uh, his son up and down from Castle Bar to uh, Wilson's Hospital uh, every every school day, and that itself will take several hours um, to do. Um, but he's doing it, and he's uh, he's been in court um, on nearly every occasion as well uh, that that the Enoch Burke has been in court. And as you say, the, the legal team for Enoch Burke are his siblings. So Amy Burke, you, you, you mentioned there as well. Well, he's representing himself. Okay. Um, now, she's a, a qualified solicitor, but she's not on record for him. 
she is uh, uh, she has described himself as or, uh, described herself as his legal advisor. He's usually also flanked by his brother Isaac, who's an academic, and I'm not aware that he has any legal qualification. But um, he's uh, you know quite frequently passing notes or uh, whispering into Enoch's ear, and there's an awful lot of conferring uh, between them when they are in court. Hello, we're giving you an update regarding our religious discrimination case against NUI Galway. It's been over seven years now since we were banned for life from all student societies at NUI Galway. Yes, and this case is about freedom, freedom of religion. Where next for Enoch Burke? Oh, there's a long way to go on this. I mean, so the Court of Appeal uh, dismissed his appeal against these court orders restraining him from Wilson's Hospital, but that's far from the end of it. You have several legs of this to go. So there's actually a trial of the action um, by the school against Enoch Burke. He's got a counterclaim as well, and um, that's going to be heard all in one uh, that could take up to four days to be heard and a date for the hearing hasn't been set yet by the High Court. Um, that trial could be delayed if Enoch Burke decides to try and uh, appeal the Court of Appeal ruling to the Supreme Court. Um, then uh, you also have um, another element to this is that the High Court has to conduct a review of Enoch Burke's ongoing contempt. So by turning up in school each day, he's actually breaching a court order um, and uh, since January 27th he's being fined 700 euros for each day he remains in contempt and he's indicated he's not he's not willing to pay that so Mr Justice Brian O'Moore has taken it upon taken it upon himself to conduct a review of this and various affidavits have been filed in that um, we don't know if there's going to be a, a hearing on it or if the judge is just going to basically going to um, uh, you know make a finding or whatever um, uh, the judge has previously said that if um, the 700 euro a day fines don't work, that he can also always increase the fines. The other options open to the judge for dealing with this, and the options are limited enough, the other options are returning Enoch Burke to prison. Secondary school teacher Enoch Burke has been sent to Mountjoy Prison for breaching a High Court order. A County Westmead school was granted an injunction preventing him from attending or attempting to teach while he was suspended. But Mr Burke was found guilty of contempt of court by continuing to attend the school. Now he was in prison for 108 days and that didn't shake any of his, his convictions or views or, 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 or stop his determination to turn up at the school. And then there's sequestration of assets. Talking, I suppose, about a school teacher here, you know, he wouldn't have been on a huge income. Uh, so what assets might he have? Uh, they mightn't be, mightn't be that big, to be honest with you. He, he did say at one point that he had saved a deposit for a house. We don't know how much that was, but that would be the sort of thing that could come into the frame there. And... Um, Again, you'd have to ask yourself the question, would that work? Would that coerce Enoch Burke into complying with the court orders? And I very much have my doubts. So a real, real conundrum for the judge there. So this has a long way to go. There will be many more appearances down the four courts by... There will, and, and away from the courts as well, because Enoch Burke has an appeal against his dismissal too. And that's going to be heard by a tribunal in uh, April. And... Uh, if that doesn't go his way, he has recourse to the WRC. And if the WRC doesn't go his way, he has recourse to the High Court. And 
the High Court doesn't go his way, he has recourse to the Court of Appeal. So there's a long, long way to go on that. And then, of course, separate to that, there's the issue of his brother Simeon, who is going to uh, face the district court. Charges have been brought against him and there's going to be a case to be answered there. So, you know, just many, many loose ends that need to be tied up. And my thanks to Shane Phelan. I'm Fiona Sheen, and today's episode was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Saoirse Mulgrew, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive flips from RTE, Virgin Media, Burke Broadcast Channel, Simeon Burke's Twitter, and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.